If the love doesn't feel like nine days, nine days on me, Shan, how we say, I don't want it. how we say, I don't want it. If the love doesn't feel like nine days, nine days on me, Byron, how we say, how we say, I don't want it. Shan, What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to 90s R&B University, where we are educating the miseducated on all things 90s R&B. I am Shan, your first lady, and I am here with my partner in rhyme, the professor. How are you doing today, B? What's poppin', Shan? How you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready for this Juneteenth weekend. Oh, yeah. Black, black, yes. black, black, black. Oh, weekend. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> I can't Exciting wait to thing. reunite with some folks and mm-hmm. electric slide a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a swag surf, all the things. All that the black festivities. Beautiful culture because we free. We out here. <laughs> Everybody free. <laughs> so I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, you've been busy. I have been busy. You've been out in these streets. You've been on flights, getting flued out (laughs) here, there, and everywhere. So where you been? Yes, yes. I was in Chicago, you know, working on another film. Shotown. Yes, working on another short film with the Zumble family. It's going to be coming out pretty soon. I'm excited about it. All right, I can't wait to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all always make magic. Shout out to the whole Zumble squad over yes. there, Jason and the team, Rich and everybody. Um, family out there. Yeah, the whole family, the whole East Coast family, Midwest family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I had the pleasure of hosting the series finale of I Everything saw. 90s podcast. Yes. Oh, did down. you see it? Did you see it? I Shout out to it. Um, baby sis Shalina for mm-hmm. entrusting me with hosting duty as she was an actual contestant <laughs> on the uh, Battle of the Decades, yes. the 90s versus the 2000s. It was hilarious everybody mm. <laughs> um and it's available now on everything 90s podcast on their instagram page so check that out and get yes. in on the laughs oh yeah i couldn't stop you know i can't stop laughing <laughs> to save my life so oh i know uh, it. <laughs> it it was it was great so i can't complain and i'm really happy with how it turned out so oh, shout yeah, out to good. the team over there we love when shalina comes over there over here so glad that i could come over there and, and mm-hmm. be a light <laughs> Uh, so let's get into these headlines because it has been a, not just a busy week for us, but for a busy week for music and yes. the industry, right? Yes. So, so we got to send like a huge congratulations to Jennifer Hudson, who is now an EGOT winner. Yes. You know, I, I completely missed mm-hmm. her winning <laughs> an Emmy Award. I, I do. Right. Apparently it was a, a short film, an animated short film. Uh, oh, wow. Named uh, what was it called here? Um, ba- Baba Yaga in 2021. I really? never heard of it, never huh. saw it, but somebody gave her a good tip to get involved in this hey. film because hey, I thought that she was you know uh, going to get the <laughs> daytime Emmy or the hope was to get the daytime Emmy for her new talk show that's coming out next mm-hmm. year. So when when I uh, 
when I saw her win at the uh, Tony Awards this week, I was like, okay, she has one more to go. And I saw the headlines like, oh, she already did it. She I had got no it. idea. <laughs> um, so, of course, for uh, Dreamgirls, mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actress in 2007, then Grammy Award for Best R&B Album in 2009, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also she won again the Grammy for um, the Color Purple uh, Broadway soundtrack. And then she won, uh, yeah, and then she won our Tony as a producer of The Strange Loop, A Strange Loop uh, on Sunday. Uh, and now she got the whole set. She got all the, the Infinity Stones that she <laughs> 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 to get that elite status. She is now the third black person to ever receive this mm-hmm. honor behind Whoopi Goldberg and John Legend. Wow, um, incredible. Right. Quite a big accomplishment, mm-hmm. you know. Who who knew? Who knew <laughs> that somebody who you know didn't make it all the way on American Idol would now exactly. be exactly up there in a, in a whole new stratosphere with these people. Um, we'll see who's next. We'll yes, see who's next. Yes. I know a lot of people are getting into this game of um, producing uh, Broadway shows. Mm-hmm. You know, Can- Candy has been very active in that too. I think yes, that's the goal has. for a lot of these artists to get that award in some kind of way, even if they're not on the stage. Mm-hmm. So. You know, we'll see who's next. She might get one if, if if a mother's love and legs, hips, and body wins the um, <laughs> Academy Award. <laughs> she might be the next ego. She could be. She could Who knows? Be. Who knows? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> But Jennifer Hudson, we look forward to her new talk show in the yes, fall, and she she has a lot to sing about now, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't tell her nothing. I would remind everybody <laughs> every single minute that I'm egot. <laughs> <laughs> What'd she say? <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another queen mm-hmm. who is uh, hit the headlines this week, Mary J. Blige announced. Her uh, next tour, Good Morning Gorgeous. Ooh, Mary Blake, Mary J. Blige, she stay on a tour, don't she? She has been busy. <laughs> she has been busy. She just finished the Roots picnic, and now mm-hmm. she's announcing a 23-city tour. Nice. Um, but she is not going alone. She has brought along for the ride Ella May and Queen Naja. Um, she... Mm. Uh, has quite a few interludes on LMA's new album. Okay. Uh, so, okay. so I guess they have forged a new friendship and sisterhood. And uh, you're looking forward to that. I don't know if I'm going to catch the show, but I hope that anyone in the Z-Hive who loves some MJB, the child come through. I know you love MJB, so you I might do, I do. catch her if she come to your city uh, stomping around town. So <laughs> let me know. <laughs> you might got to slide through and let me know how it goes. <laughs> but <laughs> shout out to her for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, India Ari. Mm-hmm. So it was just announced that the four-time Grammy Award winner will be joining Georgia State University this fall. She's going to be the first female artist in residence hmm. at the Creative Media Industries Institute. Okay, that's pretty Isn't dope. that great? That's you know, great. India has always seemed like a, a intellectual being. Oh yes, you know? definitely. So, yeah. So I feel like she would have a lot to teach people, especially uh, being in the industry and really taking control of her career. Mm-hmm. Over the, you know, I don't feel like she's ever been a puppet to no, the, know, the industry, you know. So I think she has a lot to share with with a class. Um, so y'all who are in Georgia, enroll today <laughs> for the new, <laughs> new year. It's going to be a voyage to India. For it sure. is. Yeah. It yeah. is. I think it's a good look for her. I really oh, do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Omarion has announced a brand new book. 
Oh, the author, author now. Marianne, the author. Yes, <laughs> unbothered. The power of choosing joy. Hmm. Okay. You ready for an Amarion book? I am ready for an Amarion book. Okay. You know, he has reached like this this really spiritual growth and level that he's currently on. He has a really great spiritual journey that he's been on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it'll be great for like his fans and some of the readers to kind of get like a little bit of insight on some of the things that he's gone through to help um, elevate his journey and to get to the point to where where he is now currently unbothered. You know, as we know, a few years back, there was a whole bunch of mess surrounding, you know, him and former BTK member Lil Fizz and the whole mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend thing. And, you know, his, his response was basically that he has been unbothered by it all. Mm-hmm. And everyone yeah. was like, whoa, how do we get to this Omarion level of being unbothered? So hopefully in this book, he will explain to you guys how to reach that level. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I, yeah, I need to read whatever Omarion's doing. Like, he's been in the business for 20 years, so he has a he has. lot of uh, knowledge just like India Ari does you mm-hmm. know um, but both him and his brother Orion I don't know what they doing <laughs> but it's working <laughs> but, right but they have tapped into spirituality wellness and health because if I great. had if I had a fraction of the abs <laughs> 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 and, and the clear skin yeah yes, <laughs> clearly you know mm. you just need to drink water um sing uh-huh and mind your business <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait. It's apparently 256 pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of book. So he has a lot it's to a lot say. He's a lot to yeah, say. Yes, but you know it's a self help book, and uh, you know he's obviously doing something right. So yes, yes. Um, I can't wait. He never looks stressed. He really does look unbothered all the time, right? Um, but the book hit shelves on September 13th, so mm-hmm. pre-order it now, y'all. Um, all the B2K fans, get it early. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to check it out. I'm, I might do it on an audio book because mm-hmm. that's just my new favorite thing. But okay. it will get read somehow, some kind of way. <laughs> you want Marion to speak to you? <laughs> well, yeah, I just don't feel like reading. <laughs> you know, I know Lil Fizz not going to be reading it. but <laughs> <laughs> He might need to pick it up. He might need to pick need it to up, pick get it some up. peace. <laughs> yes, because yes. clearly Armarion is truly unbothered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, L.A. Pride hit mm-hmm. this last weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, the attendees got quite a treat. They did. So, yeah, Christina Aguilera took the stage, um, but she also welcomed onto the stage Yo, girl in mine, Maya Harrison. Hey, yes. hey. Maya. <laughs> yeah, and the two gave an incredible performance of the 2001 hit Lady Marmalade. Did you, you happen to check this out? I saw a couple of snippets of it. I didn't see the whole performance, but from yeah. what I saw, the ladies looked great and they sounded mm-hmm. great. They they held it down. Mm-hmm. You know, Maya. I have when she performed at the Lovers and Friends Festival, she sang the whole song by herself. Oh wow! Okay. You know, I don't know where this voice has been hiding since nineteen ninety eight, but Maya has never like belted and growled before. Mm. Like it was very whispery and quiet all through yeah, the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the two thousands. So now she has. Yeah, she she done tapped into this new. <laughs> vocal ability where she was giving Christina a run oh. for her money. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> exactly. So she's been flooring me lately and this performance was no different. I couldn't keep my eyes and ears off of her. Christina, we know what to expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it was about Maya. So 
um i just love that you know this song is continues to be a strong oh yeah i uh, hit little kim also recently performed and celebrated this song um which is i guess 20 years as well mm -hmm. um she was at the west hollywood pride festival and she uh did her verse iconic rap nice. <laughs> portion as well so you know come on pink where you at <laughs> everybody else waiting yes yes we need to, re we need to reunite come on yeah <laughs> um are you a print bias fan at all no i am ashamed to say that i have not listened to any of print bias music Check him out. I think you would enjoy. There's something Donnell Jones-ish hmm. <laughs> about some of his music okay. and just very throwback about loves his him. music. Um, Yannis loves him. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're not everything. I mean, it, he he does fall into that that alternative R and B kind of sound. Yeah, but then there are yeah. moments where he harkens back to the classic R and B. Mm. He just announced his new album Wasteland, okay. um, which will be out soon. Um, he's got all the right people um, that we would love to hear from right. on this album. So on this album, he's working with Raphael Sadiq. You already run into the store because oh, okay. you want to hear it. That's it. Uh, That's all I need. <laughs> also on this album, he's collaborated with Alicia Keys, okay. Drake, The Neptunes, The Dream, Tyler, The Creator. So he's oh, working he on something. Yeah. 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 Right. So to have all those people weigh in, I just wanted to uplift him and say, if you don't know about Brent Fires yet, check him out. Start from the beginning because some of that stuff is really, really, really throwback. Mm. Um music and can't wait to hear this new project since he's got some of my favorite people working behind the boards on oh, this oh, one. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, another person who uh, has announced their new album who I love some, those who know me know me know me know that I love Craig <laughs> David his yes. debut album yeah we love uh, we Craig do. David so, so he is celebrating his 22 years in the game with his new album entitled 22 nice and it's coming out September 30th he just dropped his first single called G Love. Mm -hmm. um, here's why the R&B fans will like it, right? So it's giving you that 90s sound. Mm -hmm. It. Um, he worked uh, with Phil Tan. Mm -hmm. Phil Tan is responsible for mixing Usher's Confessions, yep. Jagged Edge's Let's Get Married, and Aaliyah's One in a Million. Mm. So he got some good hands. So he's bringing the heat. He's gonna bring <laughs> the, the heat. Exactly, exactly. So like keep it. your eye on Craig. Because <laughs> he, he's, he's working on something as well So I love that these artists are, are you know Recognizing who oh, yes. was in the room for those amazing hits mm -hmm. And and they are recognizing that they can they have not stopped working That's my thing All these people who are going in new directions There are a lot of the classic producers Who are still making amazing and music I And mixing amazing work love So let's, let's bring them back You know And speaking of someone who is always uh, championing R and B and and fighting for you know the classic sound of music and the state of R and B is Tank. We spoke about him mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago with his new podcast launching, um, R and B Money Podcast. But now he has announced the album, his final, his tenth album, R and B Money, has a street date of August nineteenth. I thought Tank already had a final, final, he final. Al he always final, has final, a final, final, final album. album. <laughs> yes, he always. He just can't has. stay away. 
He can't, and this will not be the last one. It we won't be. It. I don't think that we it will be, it. no. <laughs> um, but it's going to feature Jay Valentine, his mm-hmm. manager slash co-host of his podcast, yeah. as well as Chris Brown and Alex Isley, who I mm-hmm. know we love Alex Isley around here. Alex Isley. Yeah, that voice is just smooth. Beautiful. Just, yeah, flows like a bird. Isley. Yeah, so check that album out August 19th. The the maybe the last album, but probably not last album from Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? Okay, so Sean P. Diddy, Brother oh. Love Combs, is set to receive the BET Awards Lifetime Achievement Award. He didn't get this already. I feel like he got something similar. When did they fall in the floor? When did he fall? <laughs> that was what like was two, that three years ago. Maybe. But was that, B- that was BET or was it That was BET. Else? I thought that was on. Maybe, maybe it wasn't was on it. A- was it just a reunion? It was just the bad boy. Um, bad boy reunion. Yeah, maybe it was the bad boy reunion. I don't know. But anyway, overdue. <laughs> if he hasn't gotten it already, it's overdue, right? Nobody. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the this for the BET Awards, which air on June twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. Um. That's around the corner. Goodness, right this the month corner. is going by very fast. Um. Taraji P Henson is hosting that mm-hmm. show in Los Angeles, so can't wait. I. I always look forward to this. This is always like a twenty-minute performance, the Lifetime <laughs> Achievement set. So we'll yes, see who is. who hops on that stage, who he's cool with at this point in time, <laughs> and hopefully it'll be great. I imagine it will be wonderful. Uh, I'm very curious who's going to come on stage for this one. Mm-hmm, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You ready to dive into these Aaron birthdays? I am. Who was born? <laughs> All right, so kicking things off is one of my personal favorites. Luke James celebrated a birthday this week. Oh, okay. I'm surprised you didn't take the day off. (laughs) (laughs) A holiday. I was traveling. I was traveling. (laughs) An observance of Luke. (laughs) Okay, so we also have Nathan Morris from Boys to Men celebrated a birthday. Raspy. Well, B2K celebrated a birthday. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie LeVert celebrated a birthday. Oh. One of our it. favorites, Coco from SWV, celebrated yeah. a birthday. Well, hold on, because Darius, no yes. goofy shit, was just hanging with I her just birthday. saw his picture. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, so just had to shout him out. Cause yes. Because <laughs> we not there. We jealous. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, the late Tupac celebrated a birthday. Mm. Celebrated a birthday. Mm-hmm. We also have Crazy Bone celebrated a birthday. Oh my! And one of our <laughs> favorites, so we just talked about him last week as well. Carl Thomas. Oh, celebrated you tell, I got to go. I, I'm taking off. I'm a clock out. <laughs> I got the day is day over. Play emotional <laughs> I mean, a personal all day. day. <laughs> exactly. I see you later. <laughs> Oh man! Well, happy birthday to Carl yes. and and the rest of the people. I don't remember everybody else. <laughs> yeah, and them, calling them, calling them. <laughs> All right, y'all. It is time for my favorite segment of nineties R and B University, and y'all know what time it is. <clears throat> it's our album anniversaries. <laughs> Feel that smoothness at the end. The smooth. I was like, wait a minute, that's a little smooth today. Come on now. <laughs> I feel like you switch it up every week. You switch it up I try, every week. I try you to know. be a little bit, you know. Give us a little variety. Give us some range. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, y'all know this is my favorite portion of the show where we celebrate the albums that dropped this time yesteryear. Mm-hmm. And there were some phenomenal releases this <laughs> year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, I should say. Uh, Casey and JoJo dropped Love Always, their debut oh, nice, uh, project. Nice. You bring me up. <laughs> Uh, that was on June 17th, 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. En Vogue dropped EV3 hey, one of my on the 17th of June yeah. of 1997 with Shan's favorite song. What's it called, Shan? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many, but you know that Don't Let Go Love is on there. Yeah. It's one of my personal favorite mm. En Vogue songs to date. And your second favorite, Damn. Damn, I want to be your lover. <laughs> I just listened to that the other day. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Um, yeah, uh, June twentieth in nineteen ninety five, Michael Jackson dropped History, that mm. amazing double disc with Scream. Ah! <laughs> was that <laughs> just? Blow was that well, just I, scream? I don't want to blow people's eardrums out on my microphone. You know, I will. <laughs> you know, Michael and Janet Quiet. Oh. <laughs> it's tender Scream. <laughs> I tend to scream. <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony, Tony dropped The Sons of Soul on mm. June 22nd, 1993. Classic. Anniversary. Come yes. on. Uh, Missy, Mr. Mina Elliott dropped her sophomore album, The Real World, mm. on the 22nd of 1999 with crazy feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and all of my grill. Oh, that was a good one. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kelly Price dropped the incredible debut Soul of a Woman on the 23rd of June in 1998. Mm -hmm. Secret love still. Mm. Mm. Uh, Mo Money soundtrack dropped on the 23rd of June in 1992 at Best Things in Life of Free. Mm -hmm. Now that I discovered what you mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Lufa, in 2001... He dropped the self-titled Luther Vandross album, which had Take You Out Tonight mm, on the 19th of June. Oh, that album was phenomenal, wasn't it? Amazing. Everything Amazing. on it. And it's just one of the albums that never gets old. It doesn't. Not at all. Oh, just timeless. Um, and then finally... Tony Braxton mm. dropped her secrets sophomore. I, there are no words <laughs> on the 18th of June, 1996. But we do find the words because we were just guests on R&B Representers, our yes. brother and sister. Shout mm-hmm. out to Elise and JR oh. who invited us onto their platform uh, for an in-depth conversation about this amazing album. So uh, it is streaming <laughs> now. It is available. If you go to the R&B Reps, check it out. If you can't get enough of us right after this, <laughs> go and listen go. to that because it, it is out. hilarious it's oh insightful it's informative it is <laughs> the best i yeah oh. <laughs> can't say anything else just just check it check yes, it on it please check it out <laughs> yeah Whew. all right well go back and listen to all of those albums um yeah that luther oh mm-hmm. just getting ready for this i've been playing that album and it's amazing what he does it is <laughs> rest in peace luther yes yes all right so uh, it's Father's Day weekend. It's everything this weekend. It's June 10th. It's Father's <laughs> it's Day weekend. It's a lot going on. Everything going on. Everything going on. Um, so, you know, we got to celebrate the fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but not just any fathers. Shout out to all the fathers in the world. Yes. yes. But today on 90s R&B University, we are celebrating a group of men who have been a father to all of us musically. Mm-hmm. They built genres. They defined movements. Their contributions raised us and guided us and equipped us with the tools to hear the world in brand new ways. So we are talking about the founding fathers of 90s R&B. Mm. Mm. We had to go deep for this one. (laughs) So shall we dig in? Let's get to it. Okay, so I can't think of a better place to start with the founding fathers of 90s R&B than to talk about the father of New Jack Swing. Mm. And y'all know who I'm talking about. Jam, oh jam, <laughs> Teddy Riley, everybody. And just, you know, me being from the East Coast and, you know, working in Harlem, a, a sound that born that is born in the streets of Harlem just speaks to my heart, mm-hmm. right? You know, this came on the heels of, you know, the 80s and, and uh, you know, hip hop was taking over and R&B was doing this thing, but they were really two separate entities, mm-hmm. right? So Teddy Riley found this genius way of crossing their paths and and not just mixing uh, hip hop and R&B. No, you could have dance in there and you could have pop in there and elements of disco and soul and rock and roll, whatever you wanted to do. You know, the sampling that went on in these these songs, you know, it just completely uh, changed the 16 note drum pattern of traditional songs before Mm -hmm. it. And. He created a whole new sound right there in his house, in his apartment in Harlem. And and it just swept the world. (laughs) You know, it started there in New York, but then the rest of the country could not get enough of this. You know, so we just have to uplift some of the amazing entries Mm -hmm. um, of this movement. You know, just got paid. Teddy Riley did. Wow. Yes. Yes. When he played this at the Versus. Everybody was like, I didn't know he did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Gets the party started all the time. Wish you had some money on a Friday night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, his work with Guy, his mm-hmm. own group with Goo Groove Me and I Like. Um, Bobby Brown's My Prerogative. That changed the, the game. game. Oh, changed yeah. the game. Absolutely. You know, where it was uh, just this uh, kind of local, local secret. Mm-hmm. Everybody had that Bobby Brown album. You could not run from the new Jack Swing sound. You couldn't. You couldn't. Um, no. And you know, my personal favorite high five. I like the way the kissing game. <laughs> oh, you know, I love Tony Thompson forever. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, now that we found love by Heavy D and the boys, also something to look, look Shan, y'all can't see it, but Shan is pumping, <laughs> pumping. Pump and speaking of, pump, speaking of pumps, he also did pumps in a bump. <laughs> you know, before there were Hoochie Daddy shorts, there were slut briefs, and they were worn by MC Hammer <laughs> <laughs> in this video. <laughs> Shout out to Junction posting that video. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Have me looking in my closet. <laughs> For the summertime. <laughs> but New Jack Swing got its biggest, biggest, biggest stage mm-hmm. when Michael Jackson said, Teddy Riley, come over here. You gonna work with me on my entire Dangerous album. Mm. And the magic that came from Jam and I Can't Let Her Get Away yes. and Remember the remember. Time. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Yes. It was now a global 
phenomenon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Teddy Riley from his apartment in Harlem <laughs> created this entire sound, founded this entire sound that we still cannot get enough of. It's why Bruno Mars was so successful just a few mm-hmm. years ago with the 24 Karat Magic album. Um, and just everything that Teddy Riley has done, uh, even his work with Blackstreet, it just continues to evolve in an amazing way that started here and rooted in this New Jack Swing movement. So shout out to Teddy. He is the goat, and we had to start this episode with him. Ooh, that's a great way to start. Yeah, now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Pumps in a bump all the time. <laughs> all right, so I am going to bring in the pioneer, the father of hip-hop soul, the mm-hmm. late Andre Harrell. Mm, rest in peace, Andre yes, Harrell. rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what can we say about Andre Harrell? There is just so much. He really changed the sound of music by really fusing in that R&B and that hip-hop street sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So he come in, you know, of course, we had Guy, Mary J. Blige, we had Jodeci, I'll be sure, the list goes on and on. All of these amazing artists who are a part of Uptown Records, Heavy D and the Boys, and... At that time, you know, R&B was on that little softer edge. You know, you had those, you know, you had that, that Motown um, yeah. style way back in the day. But he heard something and he saw something different. And he wasn't just pushing R&B. He wasn't just pushing hip-hop. It was like the fusion between the two became this lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. And it was something that hadn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Something that yeah. absolutely hadn't been done before in Look at all the music that just came from that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Incredible music. Yeah. Um, You know, where Teddy Riley took elements of different music, Mm -hmm. he took elements of hip-hop and R&B and put them into the music. Andre Hero put it into the lyrics and and the entire content. So now you have this this marriage of a hip-hop singer who's now on the same track as an R&B mm-hmm. artist and they're working together. There's that dope feature of somebody, whether it's Grand Poop featuring Mary J. Blige or Mary J. Blige's song featuring uh, oh, some, oh, so somebody featuring else, you know, the Father MC featuring you know, with, uh, Mary J. Blige. And also what he did to elevate the movement is that he brought it to new media, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm thinking about like New York Undercover. Oh, yeah. Where now yes. he brought that element into a weekly television show and always made sure that there was that performance yeah. inside of it where you got to hear an artist uh, in a way that you had never heard them before. And, and oh, giving them that stage of na- national television, you know, as opposed to urban radio or whatever they were confined to. Uh, was really smart also with with film strictly business mm-hmm. you know these amazing uh, yeah, these amazing uh films I, I love strict business you know jason loves strict business Shout oh, jason. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know but the roster was crazy for mm-hmm. uptown records it, it was like you incredible yeah i'll be sure and christopher williams you talk about guy and you talked about mary j jodeci mm-hmm. like yeah um eddie f and the untouchables oh <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, like, it, it, this started it all, you know? And, of course, having uh, Sean Combs, yes, <laughs> you know, as an intern mm-hmm. definitely helped shape this shape this label as well. Um, 
I love Uptown Records. I oh, yes. hope that yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I they had a documentary last year. I watched the entire. I was hooked mm-hmm. on on documentary. I'm just so fascinated with this. Um, you know, Harrell was a a former rapper. Mm-hmm. as well so he understood you know what what an artist deserved based on what he would want to deserve you oh, know yes, and and, yes. and building a family within a record company was was something that you know we learned from the other the forefathers of motown and so forth you know so uh definitely one of, one of the key key uh kings of the hip-hop soul movement and bringing that to the masses and not just um, through our airwaves but through our uh television sets and movie mm-hmm. screens as well to make sure it's a brand so yeah yeah go on about rest in peace yes an entertainment yeah. mogul yeah that's what it's about you know he brought that element to it mm-hmm. uh and you know the next person on our list it seems only right that we move forward and talk about uh sean combs puff daddy yes. the father of the remix this is the remix we invented the remix take mm-hmm. that take that <laughs> you know we we spoke uh in depth about the soul of bad boy records last week mm-hmm. you know great episode by the way check that out y'all um so after departing from uptown as the intern you know he started his own record label bad boy records and you know not a bad way to start when biggie and craig mack are your two mm-hmm. <laughs> first artists you know um but he was responsible while he was at uptown records he was responsible for nourishing the careers of mary j blige who to me is always like an honorary member of bad boy she and is she really is she is she is um and jodeci he's the one who came up with that iconic style and set mm-hmm. them apart from just being another uh male r&b group on the production lines yeah. like no we're gonna do something different we're gonna dress y'all up in some leather you're gonna be the bad boys of this thing mm-hmm. you know and and it was iconic it was iconic but let's talk about you know we're celebrating him as the father of the remix we have to talk about the remixes that came oh, yes. out of the yes. bad boy camp oh my gosh like one more chance remix is so good iconic. that you don't even remember that there is an original iconic <laughs> yeah I got the album. I said, "What is this? <laughs> Where is the Debar sample? <laughs> like all, all of it? Where is Faith Evans singing on the background?" Uh, <laughs> but but everything, and not just you know, yes, the Bad Boy songs, but also dipping into uh, the other artists who aren't even on Bad Boy. Yeah. Given that whenever you saw a Puff Daddy remix in the parentheses, you knew you need to check it out. Yes, absolutely. You, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I got to bring up Mariah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the ODB fantasy remix was crazy. It was. Crazy. Um, the Honey remix <laughs> with the locks. One of my and, favorites. One of my oh, favorites. Listen, you ain't got to tell me <sighs> but once. Mariah. <laughs> all, yes. all of it. All of it, right? Um, going back to the bad boy, only you remix of one twelve. Mm-hmm. That was. Let me tell you something about New York. Out the water. When, when that song came out, that remix with Biggie and Mace and <laughs> mm. all you heard in New York was this song. You know, <laughs> um, but he built something so amazing, um, and yes. You knew that with the remix, he was going to be all up on the song, mm-hmm. all up in the videos, <laughs> all doing that. Doing his dancing. Doing his dancing. <laughs> but you didn't mind, right? That was his signature. That's yep. the, that was his stamp on the songs. Every producer has a stamp that they put on their music. But what I love most about what 
Puffy did um, in these remixes is that he really um, he brought families together. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there were so many times where you hear a song and then if you're like me and you grew up in my same household, which most of us did, some elder would say, that's an old song. He said, yep. I'm a something blah, 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 blah. So then it allowed you to research. That's actually how I learned older songs. I heard them yeah. first on a bad boy song and I would go back and <laughs> my parents or whoever had the original and it just made me do a deeper dive and deeper dive and deeper dive. Oh, I, I would always look at those line notes to see what was sampled and it grew my library, my mental library of song, my mental jukebox of songs. And it bridged a generational gap, really. You could play these songs at a cookout and everyone has a different connection to the song because mm-hmm. whether it's a new song or a sample, you know, there's something for everybody. So it was so clever to, to do this um, on a song uh, and to grow as a record label. So definitely couldn't get enough of the remixes. <laughs> Oh, puppy. Oh, puppy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you mentioned Jodeci earlier. Mm -hmm. You mentioned them being on Uptown and how puppy really kind of just ushered in their style and their sound. So, it's only right, only fitting that we talk about Devontae Swing being the father. I knew you had to talk about Devontae Swing. Swing Mob. Come on, Swing Mob. (laughs) Yes. So when Jodeci was touring, they used to go to these different cities and basically recruit a lot of talented artists and producers from across the country, you know, bring them back um, to New Jersey and really cultivate all of their talents in like this kind of like boot camp type setting. Oh, yeah. Well, which yeah. also, you know, became known as the basement. There was no furniture. There was just studio. There was instruments. There was just. It was like a concentration camp. <laughs> a what? concentration camp <laughs> a for musicians. Bit, a little bit. Like they couldn't leave. I think they couldn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> you couldn't do <laughs> but, nothing. You couldn't do nothing. Yeah. But I'm thinking about the roster that he had in just. Uh, listen. Tell the people. Tell the people who, oh was in the, who was in the basement. Can you imagine okay. all these people in your basement? Let's talk about some of these people in the basement. Timbaland. Magoo, <laughs> Missy, Genuine, formerly known as Tornado. <laughs> I had to toss that in there. Tweet, Player. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There were so Stevie many. J. Stevie yeah, J Stevie was in the J. basement. There were so many great people who oh, yeah. were a part of this. Yeah. And for him to just go in and to grab these artists into to have them kind of, you know, like I said, go through like this boot camp process and to really hone their sound in and to really kind of um, allow them to expand their talents in different ways is just genius. Yeah. It was they, just They said it was genius. tough. They said it was tough. But look at what it produced. Yes. Right? You don't get, you don't get diamonds without pressure. You know. You don't. And this list of people, everybody is stellar absolutely like i i just can't i'm just trying to go back can somebody just post all the video footage if there is any (laughs) just of like them as like early well late teen early 20 somethings in this basement just writing and creating you know i was listening to the um to the 94 demo earlier that they had it's on it's on youtube and i was listening to that and i was just like oh my gosh there's so many songs Mm -hmm. that were not released that should have and i want to hear the whole i want to hear the whole one of some of them it's like a little snippet again 
They have yeah. some really, really great tracks in there. I mean, you have some yeah. great genuine tracks in there and some great Missy tracks. Oh, they have this Jodeci track in there that definitely should have been released. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful sound. But for, but for Devontae to go in and say, hey, you know, I'm going to each city and I'm just going to, you know, recruit people and just pick out talent. Like, who yeah. does that? Yeah. Who does that? Why are you on tour? You could imagine the craziness and madness of being on tour in the '90s, being Jodeci yeah, at the peak, Jodeci. you know, at the right. peak of your game. Right. You know, and and Devonte has his eccentricities, yes. yes, but it's also what makes him <laughs> alluring and, and legendary. Oh, absolutely. Right? You know, um, it, it was tough. You know, and and a lot of a lot of these people, they had to make a choice when it came to like picking their record label because yeah, when you yeah. have this crop of folks, I mean, you know, the the record labels want them, they you know, because they, un- they understand, do. you know. So there was issue with that. Um, an evolution of this uh, swing mob crew was uh, the Basement Crew, mm-hmm. which Timbaland, you know, took a lot of these um, folks yeah. and carried them along on his his trajectory as well. Um, I always think about the Super Friends, which was another oh, evolution yes. as well, who we mm-hmm. heard on Aaliyah's Are You That Somebody yeah. as well, you know. Um, but what what a collective of geniuses in a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for Devontae to see that, no matter what happened afterwards, but for Devontae to recognize that early and say, you know, I, I understand my platform and I'm going to teach you the way. Yeah. Yeah. And give you a space just to be as free as you want to be. And yeah. and it's because of that that ev- the artists that we that you've listed here, everything that they make is so out of the box and next level. It is. It is. <laughs> it never feels behind the time and it never feels like what the trend is. Oh yeah. It it creates the trend. Been innovative. It's been yeah. innovative. I mean, look at Missy's career right now, and look oh, at Timbaland's career right now. Still. Completely just innovative and just. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, to no this words. day, they are finding no ways words. to shape shift, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. You still, still an enigma. <laughs> the Missy Elliott. It is, and no <laughs> one has ever been able to like no reach one. that that magic that they have None. at None. all. Player, the harmonies on player that yes. took a lot of to understand each other's voices, and mm-hmm. you know you can't just put magic. that together. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> tweet can. her tweets vocals. Oh my gosh, the way she understands her voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm still upset about the, you know the Sugar album that was never released because they yeah. had some songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can check them out to Shan's point. Songs. You can check out the the mixtape, mm-hmm. yeah, the demo tape. And get a little slice of what Sugar was going to give you. Get a little snippet <laughs> yeah, on there. Get a little snip. A little snip. Tornado got a, got a few cuts on there. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, genuine. I see you. You do your little uh, genuine body roll. <laughs> <laughs> the, the new one, not the old. <laughs> Don't do genuine like that. Don't do it like that. I'm doing the old. I'm doing the new one. I can't do that. I can't. I couldn't do the pony one. <laughs> <laughs> he say he still got it. Let the man live. Jane Let him do his little role. He definitely does. He still got he it. Definitely does. So, shout out to Devonte Swing, mm-hmm. the father of Swing Mob. Yes. I need some of those full songs. I, I know these somewhere. Oh yes, they are. <laughs> Let's reach out to Smoke, our good friend Smoke, mm-hmm. player. He got something. <laughs> All right. 
up next, you know, I got to do it for Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk about Kedar Massenberg. We mm. don't talk enough about Kedar. We don't. Mm. But Kedar gets on this list as the father of Neo Soul. Mm. Yes. <laughs> to sign Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a gold mine. Oh, it is. It right? Is. And Kedar started his record label with $1,700. Wow. In his room. <laughs> he bought a print. He bought a fax machine. He bought a printer. <laughs> he got a computer. And he, he got a phone line. He mm-hmm. was in business. Right? That was it. Um, that was it. But, and also, and he had great artists that we now revere to this day as like the the pioneers of the neo-soul movement when in fact it was Kedar Masper who coined the term neo-soul mm-hmm. to describe this new crop of artists who were very different from the music that we heard from the New Jack Swing movement oh, yes. and a- as well as the, the bad boy crew who was who was giving us those samples um because it wasn't sampled it was all very organic live instrumentation mm-hmm. it was you know um just almost kind of spiritual <laughs> you it know was. it just takes it you was. a different place yeah um but signed erica badu he was also d'angelo's manager mm-hmm. um at the time which you know d'angelo is brilliant a genius um to have those people entrust kedar with their careers oh yeah um and getting their singles heard you know he just did a wonderful job and his his secret to that well, you know, Brooklyn, you do what you got to do. He gully. He he had a <laughs> guerrilla marketing approach to, to getting music into people's hands. And that, that required literally putting CDs in people's hands. Like after mm-hmm. award shows, being outside of award shows that they weren't invited to. Yep. And passing out CDs. You know, he said he gave out, can you imagine giving out on and on as like a <laughs> demo <laughs> CD single to people? Like, oh, oh check this man. out. And he knew. That once he heard it bumping out of people's cars, like randomly, they got the CD somehow, some kind of way. It was a hit. <laughs> you know, he was like, oh, we got a hit. We got a hit going on. Um, and then he was responsible for signing um, Chico DeBarge mm-hmm. after he got out of prison and bringing his, that comeback album, Long Time No See, mm-hmm. which is another uh, entry in Neo Soul that a lot of people don't recognize and talk about. But Chico oh, gave it to y'all. Long. It is definitely one of those amazing pillars, early pillars of the neo soul movement. Um, but he uh, and he was blessed at age thirty five. Kedar Massenberg, um, they recognized what he was doing, and he became the president and CEO of Motown Records. Can you imagine? Just you know, take this this house that Barry Gordy built, and right. and bring in some new talent. You know, yes, there there are the. Um, the legendary artists that built Motown who who will always be there and the Stevie Wonder and the Smokey Robinson mm-hmm. and the Diana Ross and, and the Jackson 5 and all that. But what can you do to bring in this new sound yeah. to to the label and refresh of the label? Oh, an enhancement of the label, right? So what did he do? He put uh, Erica Badu on Motown and gave us that amazing Mama's Gun record. Mm-hmm. Brian McKnight. Uh, moved over to Motown Records from Merc- Mercury and put out that back at one record. Mm-hmm. 702 dropped Where My Girl's At. And y'all know we love that album. We do. On the we Motown do. album. And then he would sign, go on to sign NDRE and Akon and 
profile. You know, we love profile. And <laughs> and Kim, Kim also. Um, so amazing voices that we we recognize as um, moving, pushing the needle, and moving, continuing the legacy of Motown, mm-hmm. but still having this traditional element of soul to them, right? But then. Uh, I love I love Kedar Massenberg. If y'all can't tell, I love Kedar <laughs> Massenberg with a passion. Uh, but, but I just love what he represents. You know, someone who, you know, with with nothing, mm-hmm. right? With just a few dollars, made so much happen for him. He then got into a winery. He has a whole he had a whole winery business. I remember he was the first person black person. I was like, oh, he has a winery. <laughs> he has like a whole brand. I think it was Chorus Wine or something like that. Like he was doing big things. He also was a Joe's manager mm-hmm. for quite a long time as well. So he was doing amazing things for R&B and making sure that it stayed strong. Oh, um, absolutely. But also not resting in its laurels and, and just being these are the classic artists. No, there's some new uh, there's some new legends mm-hmm. that are out there in the world and you you will know their name and, and we do, right? We know Erica Badu now yeah. is like a queen. Oh, <laughs> D'Angelo, <absolutely>. King, genius. <laughs> you know? <sighs> Joe, dirty neck. <laughs> An amazing all, vocalist, yes. All the things, yes. <laughs> India Irish, she's now a professor. <laughs> Look at that, <laughs> right? <laughs> So he's got he's got a golden ear and a Midas mm-hmm. touch, you know, when it comes to that. So completely uh, celebrating him as the father of neo soul movement. Mm, yes, I love all of that. You know, speaking of someone who has gold and a Midas touch, I have mm-hmm. to talk about Kirk Franklin <laughs> as the father of rhythm and gospel. R&G, baby. R&G. <laughs> For those of you R&G. who think gospel music has gone too far. We got to play revolution after this. <laughs> I, I, this is why I was like, you talk about this because I know Cause how you get. get. get if you have never seen Shannon at a club when oh. revolution is on. First of all, why is revolution playing the club? Secondly. <laughs> That song is that song. Cause it's that song. <laughs> it's that song. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, man. all I will say is that Stomp changed mm. music forever. Kirk Franklin changed <laughs> the face of gospel music. Oh, sure did. Sure did. Time. Oh for yeah. All time. Did. And. Thinking about it now, like when I was younger and we were introduced to Kirk Franklin and, you know, you had those silver and gold and you had those, those really true, authentic, like gospel songs. But when Melodies from Heaven came out, like that was a whole wave. Listen. A whole <laughs> wave. Listen, the, the gospel skates that we used to go to when we were little. <laughs> my greatest memories are Melly's from Heaven and just skating to Mel- Oh, and, Right? Oh, it's, it's dope. They play that at parties. Shout out to Grits and Biscuits. It's Dirty South Party. They play it every time I go there. And you know the people who are anointed because they singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones who ain't. They looking around like, what's this? <laughs> get your Bible. Get your- like, somebody <laughs> can start singing melodies from heaven right now and just literally an instant choir is going to break out. It's going to break out. Melodies. Don't you get me started off in here. Don't you get me started. 
Don't you get me started. <laughs> Listen, that's what I'm trying to do. Let I'm me tell you, not at the, um, this last shoot we did, but the one before back in October, somebody started singing Melodies from Heaven, and like, mm-hmm. literally, we all just started. We all just started hitting oh, those yeah. parts. Like, yeah. It was just instant. Yeah. It was just it's instant. amazing. It's amazing. But Kirk Franklin has this way of capturing the youth, and that was like his biggest thing, um, you know, being this... I mean, he's not really a gospel artist because, you know, he always had choirs, but he's always been this amazing choir director. And if you can capture the youth and, you know, and bring them, you know, bring them to Christ or be able to impact them in a way that will make them change their lives, then you really have changed generations to come. And that yeah. is what Kirk Franklin did in his music. Absolutely. You know, um, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> the Saints were up in arms they when Kirk were... Franklin Ooh. came out. You know, they this, didn't know what this to was do. not this, this was not Mahalia. No, this it was, was not, not Tremaine Hawkins. <laughs> this mm-mm. they didn't no. know what to do. They didn't. This wasn't the caravans <laughs> and them, you know. So they were like, what is it? Is this rap? What is going on? And they had yeah. salt on there too. Oh my gosh. When he <laughs> put know? out Stomp, yeah. it was an uproar. It was, it, was crazy. it was crazy in like the Christian community because it was like this is not gospel music. But what it did, that video and that song were all over mm-hmm. the urban radio. It was, and, yeah. And for me, I couldn't get enough of it. Oh, absolutely not. I was like, you mean I don't just have to have church on Sunday? I can have it in my R and B and my yep. soul. I can do that. It was the word of God, but it was accessible mm-hmm. and it was relating to the generation that I was. Yeah, right? absolutely. Love, don't, don't get me wrong, definitely a church boy. Yeah. <laughs> Love the traditional hymns. But, and and they gave you that too when you got the album. It you wasn't just all of that. You sure, had all, you the storm is over now, you mm-hmm. got it all. You know? You Conquerors but, had me in Chokehold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that's oh, my yeah. song. Yeah. But what that, that stomp did is... I had the album. <laughs> I, had, I received it. Okay. I got all of that praise and all of those lessons from getting that entire album. And it wasn't alone. You saw yourself in that for our generation. Oh, you saw yourself in the music. And what you saw is that you didn't just have to get dressed up. Mm-mm. You know, you didn't have to have on your best suit. You were welcome completely as you were unfinished and all you had work to do but it was okay Kirk Franklin made gospel music relatable Mm -hmm. like he made it to our our, our generation he made it extremely relatable to our generation it wasn't you know you had to come in in your Sunday best and suit and tie no you could come to church in with your baggy jeans and Tim's baggy jeans and Tim's they was doing all kind of tootsie roll in that video the stomp I won't do that in church, but <laughs> but it it just showed that everyone everyone has has a relationship. Oh yes, with 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 a higher power. Absolutely. Um, and and this was a connection for me that has, still has me in in a tight grip. It does. Because that that love theory that he put out mm, that mm-hmm. last oh yeah still goes still goes hard. All and of then it. when you think about. All of the gospel artists that he's impacted just from taking that leap of faith and trying something different. You know, yeah. you have the Trinity Five Sevens and your Mary Marys and your Ty yeah. Tribbett and Dietrich Haddon. So all those artists who who came after that. But 
what's crazy is even the artists who came before mm-hmm. now here now, they come yep. here they come this <laughs> you is know? true take a look at an old Yolanda Adams video mm-hmm. <laughs> She does not look like the Yolanda Adams now. No, absolutely not. You know, I mean, BT show aside, right? <laughs> um, before that, you know, she went through a transformation because um, Kirk Franklin loosened up. He did the he, collars a bit. He did on on music and 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 uh, changed the hemlines. <laughs> of, and, and of what you, the music looked like and it was okay yeah and as you stated like yeah. now you're not just hearing gospel music just on sunday morning you turn mm-hmm. on any radio station yeah. r&b station kirk franklin is yeah, going to be in the mix yeah you Name might have a baby making song and then kirk oh. franklin and then back to baby making <laughs> but still it wasn't just all of that right because every person was in on Take Me to the King. Yes, absolutely. And that is a gospel song. It is. You know, it, is. it didn't have any sample or, or heavy bass or drum beat or anything like that. Like, it was a straight of gospel. But Kirk Franklin knew how to craft a song so oh, well. absolutely. And then think about yeah. just the Lean On Me song with R. Kelly and Mary J. Blige oh, yeah. and Bono. And what's the Crystal? Crystal, oh. yeah. Oh, and then, you know, with Samuel Man, of course. Yeah, like, Tamla, he was able to bring all of these artists together, like all yeah. these these different genres together, yeah. and really just create like oh, these amazing. Because so many artists grew up songs. in the church, they, they grew up in the church. They you know, did. they went a secular route, but the voices are rooted in they gospel are, music. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, so with Franklin, Houston, <laughs> with yeah. Houston, yeah, all of the greats, all of the greats were greats. rooted in church. Yeah, yeah, so. Yes, we love Definitely Kirk Franklin. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about Revolution really quickly. Whoop, whoop. I knew you weren't gonna leave. <laughs> you know, I wasn't gonna leave it out. Revolution. I, I knew mean, it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> at this point, you know, Kirk Franklin had teamed up with Dark Child, <laughs> oh. which who we gonna talk about a little bit later. Yeah, but yeah. that whole fusion. Yeah. And just bringing revolution to the forefront. I didn't know if it was gospel song. Well, is it, he's like the oh, gospel no. ditty. And th- that's exactly that's, what it was. And he was it, he like is the, the puff, puff daddy of gospel music. He is music. the puff daddy of Bringing gospel in music. Bringing those samples. Bringing in those samples. Looking Bringing for in you. those dances. Like oh, yeah. all of that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I don't care what nobody says, but to this day, Revolution is a hit. Like, you can put hard. it on right yeah. now. And we oh, Everybody yeah. is just going gonna, gonna to be moving. I will be dancing at a feverish pace when that song comes out. <laughs> My sister still laughs about that cookie jam. We had oh, revolution. Yeah, well, we, we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's Christmas. You gotta get a praise yeah, off. You know, gotta get a praise <laughs> off. But yeah. it was just like, oh, it still hits like the, the bass and the beats, and just, oh, it's just amazing. It's amazing mm-hmm. what he has done with yeah. gospel music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And continues to do so, yes. Kirk Franklin, whenever you in town, you can merely walk, merely rock a million times. We will yeah. be at the show because we know that it is mm-hmm. going to be something incredible. Absolutely, and amen go right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to move on because clearly we could talk about Kirk Franklin. Oh yeah, we can go on and on and on. <laughs> uh, but let's get back to the the R and B, and we cannot have a list of founding fathers mm-hmm. without talking about the father of love songs mm-hmm. he's a father of many things right? oh yes yes but we are of course talking about kenneth babyface edmonds mm. 
So yes, he's the sound. He's the father of soundtracks. <laughs> I, do I don't know what a soundtrack was before Baby Face. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the father of baby making music. Mm-hmm. The father of slow jams. Literally wrote a song called Slow Jam. Absolutely. This time, make it sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but but just the author. Of, and you know, I always refer to him as author because that's what he is. He's mm-hmm. an author of some of the most romantic music ever written in rhythm and blues. Like there isn't a single artist, the R and B artist mm-hmm. of merit, who hasn't been blessed by a babyface written song. Let's be real. You know, I just you saw um, a little snippet of him and. Um... And LMA in the studio working together on a Intrigued. track, and they're working and on something. Working on something. It's gonna be interesting. Like I, I, I can't wait to hear yeah. it because I know when Babyface puts his touch on something, that it is going to be gold. I love that the new artists, those group, right? They recognize yes that these legends are still doing it. You know, no, no shade to the new producers who are like Teddy Riley in there. Bad in their uh, bedrooms, crafting up some great beats. Mm-hmm. No shade to them at all, but Babyface just understands the mind, body, and soul of a song, mm-hmm. and composing that. Um, you know, Whitney, Boyz to Men, Bobby Brown, Brandy, Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin, Mary J. Blige, Madonna, yeah, <laughs> Drew. It's Drew huge... Hill, that's your stuff. Oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> and let's let's be clear: there's a huge difference in in being an artist and just being a songwriter, and then mm-hmm. being a composer. Yeah, yeah. And being able to craft a specific sound for your artist. Yeah, and every single person, it is bespoke to their personality. Mm-hmm. It's easy to give somebody a song you wrote that's just. Yeah, yeah, you, what you would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's even harder to create a song of what that person's emotions are mm-hmm. tapping into their being. And that's what, what he does. And because of that, every artist is able to deliver it in such an authentic way. Um, the Black National Anthem, the R&B National Anthem, mm-hmm. which is Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe me? Go to a party. (laughs) Put on Can We Talk. It never gets old. Stand up, (laughs) and everybody will be in unison. We sure will. (laughs) Whether they are soprano, alto, they they will find (laughs) their note. And it will be a choir. A choir. Singing. Absolutely. Can We Talk. And Tevin Campbell taps into this young as he wanted to be on this Mm -hmm. song. (laughs) <laughs> tapped into every emotion that an old person has gone through <laughs> to deliver <laughs> this amazing song. You know, but what we can't just talk about Babyface as the father without bringing up L.A. Reid, his mm-hmm. partner in crime, yes, you know, yes. because what they did with LaFace Records, they created legends. They did. They created legends. Tony Braxton, mm-hmm. TLC, Usher. Yes. You know, Dino Jones, uh, Outkast, Shantae Moore. You know, we love Shantae Moore. We do love Shantae. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sam Salter, rest in peace. Yeah, special place in my heart. Um, but Babyface was literally our Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. 
you know um we hold that canon so sacred um what he what he creates and he just completely understood our experiences yes there's a song for every single situation in your life this is true good or bad there's a baby face song that understands you and hears you and speaks for you and speaks to you so uh and i'm glad you mentioned that he's working with lma you know because he continues to shape the legacy of rhythm and blues Mm -hmm. in a way that no one else has mastered in in music I don't even know like who the next coming is of Babyface, mm-hmm. but they got work to do. <laughs> I don't think that there's anybody who could ever fill those shoes. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Kells was on his way. He was. He was definitely. But. <laughs> but dot dot dot. So I don't know who's. <laughs> I don't know who's next. Um. I don't know. I don't want to name any names and right. and. And um, <laughs> disrespect anybody. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to uh, just say that I wonder who's next. Mm-hmm. But right now, I know the present Babyface still is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's. I can't wait to hear that new work that he's he's crafting with LMA. So oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, speaking from one amazing songwriter and producer to another, I have to talk about the father of Millennium Soul. Brian mm-hmm. Darkchild Jerkins. Listen. Did y'all know this is my favorite <laughs> producer? Is this your favorite like, producer? Like, my, one of my favorite producers of all time. Like, <laughs> honestly, is my favorite producer of all time. Yeah. But go, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, you know, Darkchild got his career started very early at the age of 15. You know, coming under the Jersey, ranks. Yes. Jersey. You know, you know, working under like Terry Riley, and of course his father, who is a pastor. And I can't tell you, in the mid to late '90s, there was not a song that didn't start. You didn't hear Dark Child. There wasn't a song. Dark child. Dark child. I wish we had a um, famous on here to <laughs> yes, give us his yes. uh, sample, but yeah, Dark Child. <laughs> and the way that he he you know his production and the way he crafted a song was so innovative at that time he just had this incredible ear mm-hmm. his ear mm-hmm. and for for production and mastery was just insane i'm thinking about brandy's second album which he basically produced Ooh, like the whole never entire never. thing listen shout out to <laughs> <laughs> Chastity yes. and Jr. who mm-hmm. had uh, Tracy Hill on on their uh, IG live talking about the anniversary of Never Say Never. Yep. Um, you know she was one of the architects of um, uh, Learn the Hard Way and uh, some of the songs on um, Brandy's album. Mm-hmm. But just the the co- cohesiveness of that entire album. A work of art. Oh, forgive me, Angel in Disguise. Sorry, not learning the hard way. Uh, for Tracy, you want to get her songs right. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the cohesiveness. Um, and and not, and to your point, didn't have to say Dark Child. He didn't. On the song. He didn't. You know, she, and she she didn't, right? But it still stood out so much as this is so unique and different. Mm-hmm. What What is this that I'm listening to? This sounds like nothing that, that, R&B is today and it doesn't sound like anything the R&B is tomorrow <laughs> it sounds light years ahead of the game 
I mean, let's even even taking it back to when he worked with Mary J. Blige on Share My World. Oh yeah, and of course one of oh, my yeah. favorites, I Didn't Love You. Like, mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way he flipped that that Roberta Flack beat. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But um, but where he found his sweet spot, and why we we call him the father of Millennium Soul, mm-hmm. is he tapped into this electronic and futuristic yes. sound that you know um i was looking i was trying to find a find a word to define this it's sound. hard to it's hard um a word that i did find is maximalism so mm-hmm. not minimalism where a lot of some of this is maximalism and i say that because when you're listening to a dark child song there are so many things going on this that you true. have to listen a few times to catch Mm-hmm. everything so mm-hmm. on top of those like uh slinky rhythms that he has you also have these traditional instruments like you'll hear harps or violins yep. you know or or uh, yeah definitely strings um throughout some of the arrangements um they really made these songs um so unique and mm-hmm. and so innovative that they they really sound like songs of the future um I don't know if you knew this, but his uh, he did the remix of um, J Lo's "If You Had My Love." Yeah, yeah. And 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 that um, is what inspired T Pain. His entire fascination with mm-hmm. auto tune came from that one song, and he was like, "What is this? And how do I get it? What mm-hmm. do I need to do?" <laughs> you know. Um, again, the the artist that he worked with. Oh um, gosh. Oh, listen. He just crafts instant, <laughs> instant classics that are still ahead of their time. There's something that is so, they're sleek, they're polished, they're, it sounds like you're inside of a, a, a mainframe computer. Like it everything, does. it, <laughs> it does. does. Um, it's Not Right But It's Okay mm-hmm. by Whitney Houston. What I love is that there, and again, the way Babyface knows how to tailor someone's lyrics um, the songs just work so well for mm-hmm. everyone's voice, even though there is this kind of formula and it's it's um, not it doesn't feel like live instrumentation. It feels kind of like it doesn't, but it still has a soul to it mm-hmm. and an energy to it. You know, he met Whitney Houston where she was vocally. People said Whitney's voice has changed and yeah. all you know, she's older now, all that. Um you Rock My World by Michael Jackson, which oh is gosh, like the last great song of Michael Jackson's no, look, career. The work that he did on that Invincible album, he I went would always in. say it was an album that was ahead of his time and people were not ready for <laughs> I R&B still don't think people Michael are ready. Jackson. They were They're not, not ready. They were not ready They're for not that because they saw him as his king of pop for so long. It might kiss mm-hmm. you with that R&B and they were like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. For people me, were like, oh, it I, wasn't I, as successful. I'm for like, me, well, I, I loved liked. it. Oh, Absolutely oh I, I dug it. I dug loved. it. But let, that song in itself, Rock My World. Listen to that song. There's so much happening. Mm-hmm. The the strings in the back. The orchestra mm-hmm. that's going on in that. I mean, even with know. Say My Name. Yes, you know, and, and that's the beauty of that song. You know, he spent so much time before that record um overseas with the Spice Girls mm-hmm. and and discovered uh, this gar- gar- I'm sorry, garage music um, by going to clubs with them and bringing that over into the music um, that he was crafting for Destiny's Child. Yeah. And 
it just set them. I mean, this is their their big big win. This is the first Grammy they got. Yeah. This is the the biggest. Song that is the song <laughs> for Destiny's Child. This is when everybody started listening, not just the black folk. No. Everybody. It was a crossover <laughs> was hit. Listening. Yeah, everybody all of a sudden act like they discovered Beyonce. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> she been with us for a long time, <laughs> you know. Um, and and of course we have to talk about the boy is mine, which begins yeah. with those beautiful that harp and that you know. He has a way of like you said putting like these these maximalism um, efforts on these songs, but then also mm-hmm. using a lot of that live instrumentation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, using yeah. It's, it's those two sounds, yeah, it is an incredible balance. Mm-hmm. Using those two things together. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, he's my favorite because I can. I have a Dark Child playlist, and it never <laughs> feels old. It never gets old. Everything still has the same sheen as the first time that you hear a Dark Child song. And you know, yes, that that. Uh, a mention of Dark Child, everybody does. You know, I, I it was so great when Michael did it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he was giggling the whole time, Dark Child. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then the also the iconic vocal run that everybody does, right? If you can do it, yeah. you know the oh oh <laughs> that one, which is you know Tony gave it to us. That was yes, him. She did. He wasn't man enough. Mm. She gave me the Dark Child and the run. Oh, Ooh. I was in. It was done. It was done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Dark Child is genius. Yeah. Change, change music legend. completely, and got us into the new millennium, the, mm-hmm. the the Y2K of music, and where it was heading and where it could go, um, which it gave it this new platform. It was all over the pop stations now. It was, it was. You know, yeah. So that was a big part. He was a big player in the um, crossover mm-hmm. of R and B music. Uh, so thank you so much, Randy Jerkins. Yes, and yes, yeah, yeah. The turning point in my life as far as my age and turning point in, in my musical taste. Oh, yes, so, absolutely. You know, yeah. And it opened me up. Actually, I think this is why, because the songs that we were, that were R&B songs were now uh, playing in the same arenas mm-hmm. as pop songs. Yep. It it allowed us to now know pop songs <laughs> that we didn't did. know. You know, it was all over TRL and those stations now, you know. Because so. he worked with a lot of pop artists as well. Yeah, he like, worked with pop artists as well. Wanted they wanted to the sound too. They everybody they wanted to, to work with Dark Child. Yeah, in sync, all, all of them. Yeah, uh, Britney, mm-hmm. that uh, unprotected remix. All right, so we are at our last father. Already. We had our last father. I feel like we just started this episode. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was. I, we were gonna stop with Dark Child. We were gonna end with Dark Child. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that I would be remiss if I didn't mention someone who was like a father to me and like a father to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, I had two fathers in the household. One was my daddy, my actual birth father. Mm-hmm. And then my second daddy was Donnie Simpson, mm. the father of video soul. Yes, yes. <laughs> the living legend. Legend. Donnie Simpson. Nobody you know, can he do was, it like Donnie. Nobody, nobody does it like nobody Donnie. Does it like Donnie. Let me tell you, he, he, he was the maestro over there at Video Soul on mm-hmm. BT from 1981 to 1996. So when I got here, he was already on, and I was hooked <laughs> from the minute that I saw Video Soul. This 
to this day, Donnie Simpson is my hero. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, week after week, day after day, I would tune in. I would not miss Video Soul. He taught me everything about the latest music, the latest mm-hmm. R&B music. And then those great interviews where he invited oh us gosh. to have these intimate conversations with these artists, so you know, were, were the best. Yes, and so charismatic. Full, everything he did was with class mm-hmm. and warmth and, and green eyes. And <laughs> <laughs> you just, I was like, I just want to be as cool as Donnie like, Simpson told, like, one like, day. Told him his voice was just everything, oh, just so everything. Like I would go to school for show and tell and bring in albums and then talk about everything that Donnie taught me. <laughs> I'm sure the teacher was like, oh, if Byron come here with one more cassette tape <laughs> for show and tell. <laughs> oh. I'm sure I got called for bringing Crazy Sexy Cool to show and tell. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about Red Light Special. Not the Red Light Special for show and tell. Sure, I got a call. <laughs> Take a good look at it. How did you present this? Wait a minute. Wait. I just need a snippet of how you presented this in, in the school, y'all. How did you present this as show and tell? Give me your, give me your best, give me your best Donnie for Red Light Special. I can't even do it now. I can't even do it. You gotta be cracking up. But I sure did. Sure did. And I have Donnie to blame and to thank. <laughs> you know. But what I love most about Donnie Sims, and I love most about Donnie Sims because he's still doing it. Yes. Right? Is that he was a part of the world and a part of the music industry Mm -hmm. um, that I cherish so much. But he didn't need to perform at all. He didn't. You know, it it shaped really how I talk to artists when we have them on the show uh, and really how I talk to everyone. It's so natural. Which, which is like an old friend, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way I approach every every conversation that I have with people. Um, and it's because Donnie taught me how to do it. Got it from Donnie. Um, <laughs> he was uh, inducted into the R&P Music Hall of Fame in 2015. Yes. And then in 2020, he was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. He's still doing his radio show. Yes. Um, and last year, he revived Video Soul in September. Mm-hmm. I'm a Lupus on Tubi. So Donnie is still doing it and, and giving a new generation some something to believe in and, and just to love about R&B music. So I uh, owe him the world. Oh, Donnie Simpson, the world. And, you know, many people ask who I get starstruck about. And it is it's only Donnie Simpson. That's the mm-hmm. only person I've actually gotten starstruck about. Um, I was like giggling fool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was very nice. Very made my whole life to meet Donnie Simpson. Um, yeah, so he, he is definitely, I'm so glad we're closing out with him because he, yeah, that's, that's my second daddy. <laughs> so happy you Father's all, Day, dad. He's getting all giddy over here, y'all. He can't even get his words yeah, out. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nobody cooler than Donnie Simpson. Yeah. Really isn't. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's 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 it. Like we wish all the the Z Hive dads, yes, <laughs> a happy Father's happy Day, Father's Day, and everybody a happy Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go out and celebrate, be around your folks, and celebrate freedom, and do what you need to do um, to feel free. Um, anything else you want to say to the people, Shane? No, no, just have a great weekend and be safe out there in the streets. It's been hot. So please make hot. sure you are taking proper precautions. Staying yeah. hydrated. That's right. Please stay hydrated, everybody. And, you know, if you had to worry about a tire, feel free to get one of our T-shirts yes. over at diaryofamadbrand.com. Represent your love for 90s R&B University. 
<laughs> also, it's hot, but it's never too hot for a good cup of cultural coffee. So make sure that you sign up at ZumboMedia.com and sign up for the newsletter, which goes out every Friday with amazing articles from Shan and Kevin Jr. and Jaleesa and the Scenes with Sisters and myself as well and Jason. Um, just to learn about all the great things that Shan has been doing out here in these streets and these production filmings <laughs> <laughs> and all you that know, good I'm stuff. You'll be the first one to know if you sign up for the cultural coffee. (laughs) So get your exclusives right there. And also want to remind everybody to please check us out on uh, R&B Representers with our conversation about Tony Braxton's secrets. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. (laughs) Then bring your notebooks because it is informative, (laughs) (laughs) to say the least. That's so fun. And then, of course, make sure you check out Everyday Everything '90s podcast with our girl Shalina yes. for the Battle of the Decades '90s versus 2000s. I'm where I am the host of that. Uh, so big things popping, a lot going big on. Things popping, little things stopping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait to get out here in these streets and enjoy the weekend. I hope that you have a great weekend as well, Shan, mm-hmm. and 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 to you our entire ZI family. All right, um, be safe. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy, Be The Professor. And I'm Shania, First Lady. And we love you. Love you. Love you. Love you guys. For listening. Peace. Bye.